Today on Happy Hallmarkies, we talk about the five-night Thanksgiving movie marathon. And we have special guest Julie Sherman-Wolf joining us once again. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome back to After Buzz TV. Happy Hallmarkies. There were so many Michael Bublé's Christmas songs in all the movies that we just watched. So it was very fitting to have him. That's interesting because I just remembered it from the Christmas train. Really? He was in like two movies, but they was played he in like multiple? four of his songs. Yeah. I, f- I knew there was Michael Bublé this week, and that was interesting because I don't normally recognize the covers that Hallmark uses. Really? So it was interesting to have him, which is obviously a very popular, very iconic Christmas artist. <laughs> and Christmas is in the air. Hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. Yes, I hope everyone's you know bellies are stuffed full of turkey and other great stuff. I'm your host, Marissa Serafini. You can follow me on Twitter at Serafini TV. Joining me as always, yes, it's Stefan Lovegrove. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Doctor Lovegrove. And for the people commenting on my sweater, yes. guys, I have been waiting to do this all day. Explain. So I'm going to stand up slightly. Explain. So as you can see, are we framing it right? Yes. yes. The sweater says, most likely to be on the nice list. Super cute Christmas sweater. Thank you Stacy and Trisha. <laughs> but you guys, but. just just you wait a minute. That is not a, that is not a technical issue. You are it's hearing the sweater. It. I don't know because it's silvery. Can you read it? If you push the sequins the other way, they're reversible, and it says most likely to be on the naughty list. So I'm going to be a Hallmark Grinch boyfriend for the hour and wear the naughty list side. I love it because the naughty list is the silver side, which definitely matches the studio. The studio. All right. We have so many movies to talk about. We had six movies over this past week, and we have special guest Julie Sherman-Wolf, the writer of Finding Santa, joining us once again later on in the show. So we have a lot to talk about. Let's start with... With Love Christmas, that aired on Hallmark, uh, starring Amelia Ulrup and Aaron O'Connell. What were your quick thoughts of this film? Well, actually, my quick thoughts will involve both of those people. Um, I love, we love Amelia from Chesapeake Shores. Yes. Many of you Chessies who watch and tune into Happy Hallmarkies for that. Um, so great to see Amelia. Um, this was not my favorite of his movies ever. I still think I prefer a couple others, namely the Personal Shopper one that I can never remember the name of out of the three Personal Shopping movies. Is that the 12 Gifts of Christmas? I think I it know, might be the 12 probably. Gifts. No, no, no. It's not 12 Gifts. I don't think there's, it's that There's one. so many 12 whichever, something Whichever movies. one it is that Aaron is in. There's other ones <laughs> that I like Aaron better in, but in general, I love those two. It is 12 Gifts it of Christmas. It is 12 Gifts? Okay. Boom. Marissa was right. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I like both of them a whole lot, and I thought it was a great movie to kick off the marathon. Excellent. Uh, I didn't actually enjoy this one. It had a very You Got Mail feeling to this, mm-hmm. which is great. Nora Ephron, I mean, come on, winner. Um, it, it had that type of feel to this film. I liked it. It was light, and um, there, there were good moments. There was a lot of good dialogue and i think the setup was really good i mean you already have donovan who's the obviously the scrooge or the grinch who's going to 
eventually his heart will melt and he'll soften and warm up to the Christmas spirit. But I liked how they got there. It was a nice progression. So what were your thoughts of the Secret Santa pairing up them together, trying to learn about each other secretly? Well, I actually wrote down something that I wanted to ask all of you about. Do you call it, in your home or workplace or wherever you've played it, do you call it Secret Santa... Do you call it a white elephant or do you call it just a gift exchange? Because I've heard it called all three. Oh, uh, well. Well, those are different things, this, aren't yeah, they? And the, they are. In this particular case, it was Secret Santa. Because white to be elephant is when you open them you, and do yes. the trade. My family does. But Dirty Santa, some elephant. people call it Dirty Santa. Really? Yeah. So don't. Dirty. Am I right? Does anyone call Secret Santa Dirty Santa? That's what I was Dirty. getting confused with. Well, anyway, um, I actually loved the setup of this whole thing and the way that um, the way that they were trying to figure out who it was, and he was sure that it was the wrong girl, um, which is kind of similar to something that happened later in another movie this weekend. Um, but I liked the setup. I thought it was fun. Of course, she gets. The one person and they're now competing. I just loved it. I love the premise of they're competing for this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Promotion, and yes. they have to work together on this proposal, and now it's the secret Santa. I liked it um, because we had, obviously, competition externally, which everyone knew about, but then we had them, which could ultimately, um, by uh, in natural circumstances that the that would pull them apart you know they're, they're kind of fighting against each other in that way competitive i'm laughing because julie says her husband received a used candle from a secret santa <laughs> I, let me tell you sure. i've been i've been the recipient of some disappointing gifts in secret santa myself really okay i usually knock on wood get the better ones <laughs> um speaking of the white christmas my family has a tradition and we always had the same reindeer that goes, there's always one mm. reindeer and the one person who gets it has to put it into the rotation for the next year. I got the reindeer. So, yeah, what up? Oh, okay. So, side tangent there. Um, I like this. It, and the, but, like, learning about each other, especially, like, via, it felt very 21st century with the text messaging and the emailing. Um, but they were very sincere conversations. It got it progressed to more real conversations, more heartwarming and heart opening, um, opening up and talking about like real situations that really bothered them or things, um, real personal things that they were going through. And I liked that brought them together. And I thought that was believable as people getting to know each other. Well, and I thought it was very, such a hallmark journey for him to be on. I thought it was particularly fitting the commercial thing that they're trying to create this ad and they said mm -hmm. it needs heart because we all know what does Hallmark do better than anyone else is the heart. They are the heart of TV. They are heart um, of Christmas is what they've been saying. The now. heart of Christmas, the heart Especially. of whatever season it is. Right. Yes. So I thought that was very fitting. Um, can we talk about though the dad saying, I think you missed your calling. I know that it all got resolved in the end, but I would have been hurt by that statement. I thought that was a terrible thing to tell your child. Yes, I thought that too. And uh, this is like our tertiary 
storyline, which I was pretty surprised with that they had a lot of different storylines going on in this movie. But I liked how it got, there was some resolution and stuff. But yeah, I mean, it, it just made the father look bad when he's comparing his son to the other successful people in the family. Like, they were a lawyer, and now your sister's representing the Supreme Court. It's like, okay, I get it. You know, it's that successful family trade, I guess you can say. But I think the way he kept saying it, it's like, you, you missed your calling, you missed your calling. But then slowly getting convinced by uh, um, by Melanie to just talk to the father about it that, and to actually um, acknowledge that it bothers you. Because a lot of people have that issue. Like, they'll just take it, but they don't acknowledge that it actually bothers them. Um, but the fact that he did say, you know, I feel bad and, or, you know that whole conversation, that he actually acknowledged that he was uncomfortable with that. And I liked how the father is like, no, I'm saying that because I'm proud of you for doing something else and, you know, being successful and happy for what you're doing, even if it's not right. what I wanted well, you to do. And that's exactly the thing is, this is a different situation than Finding Santa, which of course we'll discuss in a little while with yes. Julie. Um, because in Finding Santa, there was like, they didn't follow the parents' path. Um, in, in the case of Santa, (laughs) but, but there's still, you know, it still wasn't ideal yet necessarily. Whereas in this case, he was like, dad, I'm really happy with this. Like I didn't necessarily do what you wanted me to do, but I actually feel really great. I love doing this. It's rewarding. And I think that sometimes is the case. So I, this had just a lot of interesting storylines going on. Um, and I thought it was wrapped up. You know, there weren't any missing plot holes or anything. All of them were fairly resolved and and wrapped up in a pretty bow, pun intended. Well, and you know what I do have to say? I like the ones where the person is kind of a Grinch. And but because sometimes it's the Grinch, but the Grinch is the boyfriend they need to break up with. I like when the Grinch comes around and ends up warming up their heart to Christmas, which we had a lot of this weekend. Did. Um, because that gives me hope that the people you meet in the world who are like, I don't like the holidays could come around. Yes. I, I mean, eventually you knew he was going to open up. Uh, of course. One, one of the cool stories about this, this particular film, um, Amelia and Aaron both were at the hospital. They, they were actually on Home and Family discussing this story, but they were both at the hospital one day. And during the ice, rating, uh, ice skating you know, um, scene where Aaron actually got injured and he like sliced um, he had a laceration above his eyebrow and he had to get stitches and stuff. But Amelia was already at the hospital because she was having like stomach issues beforehand. So both of them ended up at the hospital on the same day um, during filming. During the filming. So you'll notice, now knowing that story, you'll notice when you go back and watch the ice skating scene, um, there's a lot of single one-on-ones, which is, was obviously green screen too, because you can tell they're not actually together in the same scene. They're just, hmm. it looks like they're talking to each other, but they're actually both at the hospital because uh, one was at Amelia was at the hospital first so Aaron had to do his scenes by himself and then Aaron had to go to the hospital and Amelia had to do her scenes by herself interesting I'm yes. glad they're well I'm glad yes. they're out of the hospital now they, they're fine they were talking about it and laughing about it on Home and Family go check out their interview it was great um, anything else about this film that you liked disliked or more so liked well, I did write down, I'm trying to remember, sometimes I write notes during the movie, and mm-hmm. then I'm like, what it was my note about? I wrote down, it reminded me of Chesapeake Shores with the dinner. 
Um, mm. But I think that might just be because it was dinners. Amelia. There were so many dinners. I think that <laughs> might have just be because of Amelia, who, again, I was happy to to see in this movie. Oh, 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 oh I do Ooh. have one more thought. And okay. I think I texted you this. Um, Marissa Probably. and I had a movie night and watched all the Candace Cameron Bray last night. Um, but I loved when she was having the conversation. Melanie was having the conversation with her friend. And she had that moment where she finally just admitted and she said it out loud and was like, I just really liked him. And we've all been there. And of course, it had a happy ending. um, But we've all been there where we are having trouble admitting it to ourselves. And I loved that moment. I thought it was really sweet when she finally admitted it. Yeah. Uh, So this film was written by Marcy Holland, who also did The Christmas Cure, which I really enjoyed, and A Wish Upon a Star, and directed by Marita Grabiek, who has done The Four Christmases and a Wedding, which I don't think is out yet. No. But it's something to look forward to. And uh, Sleigh Bells Ring, which came out a couple years ago. Yeah, so if you like this movie, you'll probably like You've Got Mail. All right, let's move on to The Mistletoe Inn, also on Hallmark Channel, um, starring Alicia Witt and David Alpay. Thoughts about this one? So I, I will reveal that we've discussed this a little bit already before we, we came on today, and I like this movie a lot, maybe a little more than Marissa did. Um I thought this was the perfect Thanksgiving movie. I was, I just thought the selection of putting this on Thanksgiving was perfect. Alicia Witt is now a countdown to Christmas staple, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. She's um, been here to the studio. She's super cool. And, and I just, I liked the chemistry. I liked the writing storyline. I, this was maybe my favorite Alicia Witt movie of the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. I thought she was very believable as the writer who was very passionate but insecure about her work. And I don't know. I just, I really loved this one. I liked it. Um, and then there were some things I was like, mm, okay. But, uh, so what did you think about, first of all, the, the horrible boyfriend, Garth? I, I think he had a really big storyline. He was like recurring in every 10 minutes. You, you always saw Garth. But he, he was so annoying, purposely annoying. You know, you loved to hate him. But what were your th- thoughts about this Garth character. Um, well, because I know we have Chessies, I can say this. He reminded me of Martin on Chesapeake Shores. Yeah. The, I, I, you guys are just going to have to totally. deal with all the intersections of the Hallmark universe on this show because all the movies and even some shows are intersecting. Um, I, Garth was horrible. Um, I thought it was hysterical and perfect the way she handled it at the end when he mm-hmm. came and asked, can you basically make a connection for me? And she said, you're so funny. <laughs> right. And left. Um, he was awful. Day. Yeah, no, he was terrible. Um, I have it in, in my notes. Like, is serious writer, like the, the whole breakup at the beginning and his his arguments, like, I just want to be with a serious writer. I was like, are you kidding me? That's not a good enough excuse to be, to have a uh, a rude dear john letter to her oh and read. the note i and, yeah the note, the dear note john. was such a terrible way to break up I'm like well, how horrible and then uh how when they were having the the writing com- meetings and the the group writing and stuff and he'd be like hello writers and and kim and i'm like oh, i was like come on yeah how he would always single her out and degrade her and and, and like pretty much demean her really saying like you know you're not a writer well next one and the truth is because of insecurities it's already hard if you have to be in a career and in a relationship with someone in the same career field you know what i mean it's hard not to compare regardless but he was just insulting and demeaning he was 
awful. <laughs> and he also threw away her script, Kim's script. I'm like, come on. Oh, this? which I wanted her to find out. I know, and they never got I there. wanted her to find out that he that... stooped so low as to throw... Stacy's right, he was a bully, and I wanted them to find out that he threw the script in the garbage. I wanted that too, and I think that was another thing that I felt that was something that wasn't wrapped up, and uh, we never had that revealed, because even Garth coming up to her at the end and asking for a connection to H.T. Cowell. like the audacity of that man. But uh, her never finding out, it, it just wasn't fully resolved. That and what about the- this Xmas at the Writers Conference blog? <laughs> this is just too yeah, much. Exactly. He was too He's much like, all around. Sorry about what I wrote last night. And then Xmas. I'm like, are you kidding me? Garth was just horrible. He was a great antagonist in this film. I'll just say that. He was, he was, they made him to be so dislikable and he succeeded. <laughs> But, I mean, I'm glad he kind of got his comeuppance a little bit in the end. I don't think we ever got an apology from him. No, we He didn't. just had to acknowledge that she he didn't give her credit. Yes. But what did you think of the, the reveal of H.T. Cowell? Uh, well, the, the whole pairing up with Kim and Zeke and then okay. eventually the so, reveal. So I will say this, and I, I haven't looked at your notes to see what your recommendation is if you liked this movie oh, or I if you have one. On but... I will say it reminded me of the Hallmark movie, A Novel Romance, oh, I which I texted Marissa yes. one Saturday afternoon and said, A Novel Romance is on. I forgot. This is one of my favorites. If you haven't seen A Novel Romance, you should see it. And this reminded me of that. So okay. in comparing those two, I didn't like the reveal and the way it all played out quite as much as A Novel Romance. Um, I don't know. I just, I didn't think it was... I didn't like the way it played out quite as much as that movie. Um, but I also do understand Kim's character dealing with this author that I respect lied to me and has read my work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's intimidating. Did you... Uh, yes, says, Laurie, we did. Yeah. We did know it was him. Were you satisfied with the reveal, quote, unquote, that he is actually H.T. Cowell? I mean, it made lot, sense. Yeah, we knew. A lot of writers write with a pseudonym, um, but it... You know what I was disappointed like is that he they were ju- he was just coming out with an anthology. Yeah. Which we never got. Or the, like, the I audience think that's what I it. thought was wrapped up better in a novel romance, is he writes a completely new work in mm-hmm. that movie under his actual name, inspired by his romance. And you see him actually promote it, too. Right. In never, this one, they ask about the anthology, and it's a saw, disappointment. Yeah, we literally never saw H.T. Cowell. All he did throughout the entire film was talk about it, yet we never saw it, physically saw it, the finished product at the end, which I think also would have been something and i will say he, he i do give kim credit for he did lie like the finance thing it's not like he used some vague word like in a novel romance he says consulting and he uses some vague terms that technically could be true oh. in this one he just flat out made up a story so that's fair for her to be a little bit yeah. not thrilled but i think he they were good for each other especially in the situation that they were like she was I don't want to say a brand new writer, but she was a writer who wasn't as well-versed into this world yet. She wasn't established. And he was, who was just having writer's block. And they just helped each other become better writers in their And craft. the typewriter was cute. 
The typewriter's cute. The typing was not. The whale noises right. were not. <laughs> the white noise. And I do want to acknowledge, I told Marissa this, I appreciate when Hallmark gives us a nice love story for somebody who's been divorced because it's so rare. Usually it's either a single person mm-hmm. or somebody who was widowed, the widower, etc. I really appreciate because divorced people are worthy of love too, you know. Yeah. Um, I liked it. Was, so I appreciated it was, that. It was very real because uh, I did like... Like his story of, um, you know, when he was married and happy, that he was a successful writer. But then when that went away in his real life, so did his writing. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought that was very true to, like, he lost his inspiration in his writing and his drive. And I thought that was very relatable and realistic. Um, I mean, there there were some parts of this film I liked and some storylines just didn't seem fully complete or fully fleshed up. I didn't think it was as... You're right. I didn't think it was as satisfying of an ending as others were when all was said and done. But I did think it was a very fun film. I thought it was a perfect Thanksgiving night movie. And I, again, I would rather watch, and I love Alicia Witt. I love I'm Not Ready for Christmas. That song is still cemented into my brain from that year. <laughs> That's a great film. Um, and I love I love all Alicia Witt Hallmark movies, but I think this one might be my new Alicia favorite. Okay, yeah. So This this movie was based on a novel by Rachel Richard Paul Evans, who also did The Mistletoe Promise, which mm-hmm. came out last year, was one of the earlier films. And this is now The Mistletoe Inn. So I'm guessing he has a Mistletoe series. So we might see another Mistletoe movie next year. Next year. So look out for that. Um, I, some of my favorite moments in this was like the Ghost of Christmas present when she walked into the, the nice party and she's the only one dressed up, very legally blonde style. Um, I enjoyed that. And her complete running and falling on the street was hysterical. I'm all for a slapstick comedy and I thought that was very well done. And one of my favorite lines was uh, at the end when Zeke goes up to Kim and he's like, I cannot chase after you. I'm a romance writer. Like, that was yes. a good one. That was so good. Um, so, yeah. All right, all right, moving on to the Hall of Fame movie that aired on both Hallmark Channel and Movies and Mysteries Channel at the same time. The Christmas Train, uh, starring Dermot Mulroney. Love him. Kimberly Paley, Paisley Williams, Danny Glover, Joan Cusack, and a lot of Hallmark stars in between. Your thoughts of this one? Well, honestly, this this one brought a lot of nostalgia for me. We had a talk last night about Hallmark Hall of Fame. Can you believe, you guys, there was a Hallmark subject that I knew something about that Marissa did not know? <laughs> that is shocking and You're rare. So I will take the credit for it. No, but I grew up watching Hallmark Hall of Fame with my mother, and they all... Um, they all have a very specific feel. They're a little bit, like, darker in lighting. They're more serious. serious. They're definitely even more so sometimes than movies and mysteries. They just have a different feel. Um, and what I was telling Marissa is, when whenever you watch a Hallmark Hall of Fame, you've got, in case some of you DVR them all and don't realize this, you've got to make sure you watch the commercials. Like because it's all Hallmark <laughs> commercials. It's the best commercials of the season, and you've got to watch. So it just really took me back to, like, a movie I would have watched in my childhood. Um, I thought the ending wasn't my favorite, to be honest, because I thought it was such a beautiful story, and then we find out it was all produced. Um, but but still, you know, we still got the couple that was just acting, did mm-hmm. actually fall for each other. So it was still satisfying in the end. And just the journey of getting there, I thought it was a perfect... Hall of Fame movie. I was so satisfied with it. Let us know what you guys thought of Christmas Chain. I thought this was very solid 
uh, Christmas film. Just in general. It doesn't even have to be on the Hallmark Channel. You could watch this on any network and it'd be a right. really solid film. Um, I, I liked it because there were... I'm a, I'm a big sucker for stories that have multiple storylines and how they all like intertwine mm-hmm. with each other and kind of felt like that way in this. And it wasn't at all confusing, which... Ironically, there are other movies that only have like three people and it's confusing as all heck. And this one had a whole ensemble, but it was very, uh, it flowed easily. They all um, were nice. They were all together and they made sense with how they all complemented each other in the storylines. Um, not once was it ever confusing or convoluted. It um, made so me want to ride a train. Yeah. Literally. Have you been on a train? Um, when I was very little. Okay, trains are great. I love trains. But and I did you see Amtrak yeah, product totally placement? That's Amtrak. not our typical Hallmark brand, but um. But Amtrak is great. If you guys are ever on the Amtrak, yes. Lori's Lori Pearson is correct about this. The ending did. You know what? There were two movies this weekend where there was something that surprised me. No, maybe okay. three. There were more surprises than average for Hallmark Christmas movies this weekend, and this is one of them. That the ending was keeping us on our toes. Did you know it was all a movie? Did you all? Did I you, didn't because, admittedly, I have not read the book by David right, Baldacci neither that this was based on. I didn't see the ending um, coming. Admittedly, I was like, okay, usually I can figure the things out within like, the first ten minutes. But I thought because so many storylines were going on, it, it did a great job of setting like who could be the the person who's stealing everything, who could be this, you know that, and I didn't see that. He actually, you know, uh, we had, you know, Danny Glover's character who played uh, Max. Max Powers was the one who p- orchestrated it all. Um, I thought it was very smart. And, and the reveal at the end that they found out on their own via script. It was all scripted. And, and the loose ends were all tied. Yes, so it wasn't, it wasn't a incomplete ending. Like, it all made sense. They tied it all together. Um, I think I just like the movies where there's people that are loners for the holidays and they end up sitting somewhere having these conversations and meeting each other and bonding. And and this was a whole movie of that that, again, made me want to go on a train. <laughs> and it had beautiful quotes. I wrote down two quotes. There was never a problem that could defeat Sunrise or Christmas, which the character John Kelly said his wife said. Loved that quote. So beautiful. And I also like the quote, hope begins when you stand in the dark looking out at the light. So it just was, it was a perfect, and the commercials, I'm glad you guys watched the commercials. It was just that Hallmark Hall of Fame experience. And I'm glad that the conflict in this film wasn't like the the internal or uh, the the internal problem with one person to another or like overheard conversation or misread text or, you know, the, the one thing that it's one person towards another person that causes the conflict. The really the conflict was that they just got stranded in the winter snowstorm and but it was okay it, it was nothing against the people it was just the situation that was uh, they were in which is a different conflict than usual it is again just it, they changed it up a lot with this movie which yeah. hall of fame tends to do but that's one reason i liked yeah. it i thought the production of this film was very well done uh obviously you, know, you have uh you know more recognizable names and hollywood stars quote unquote for those who don't like hollywood sorry um but we we had uh the even the the lens that they used and the lighting it wasn't harsh lighting it was actually a, a well set up shot and a shallow depth of field and there was it, 
just looking at it visually, it was a higher production type of film, which I really enjoyed. That's why it it looks very really cinematic. Fit. Yeah, it didn't seem. It's not to say it doesn't fit on Hallmark. That's why I say you can play this anywhere. You can play this in movie theaters and be. It's a solid film. Um, I I really overall I, I enjoyed it, um, and I liked how they traveled across the country because you know it's it's a beautiful scenic route if you go via train. Um, and I like the different people and situations that were happening to all the... Because everyone was likable, except for even Lilia, the the girlfriend who came into the picture and stirred things up. Um, she was dislikable, but even at the end, she was very likable, too. You're like, oh, okay, she's cool. Because that is the one thing that the ending actually redeemed is her. Yeah. She got less obnoxious in the ending. Yes, yes. And I do have to point out, half the movies this week had chestnuts in them, and I just started writing this down and keeping track, because you guys, I don't remember chestnuts being a staple in the same way of gingerbread, snow, Oh, you know how you know it's Hall of Fame? Another reason? Oh, keepsake ornaments. Keepsake. Not just the ornaments, but when they have the boxes and keepsake, mm-hmm. Hall of Fame. So there's trademarks that we've come to know. Do you guys remember chestnuts in the past? Because it started with The Sweetest Christmas, and I believe Lacey Chabert made a joke about chestnuts. Really? Was that The Sweetest Christmas, Lacey Chabert? Pr- probably. Yes. Yeah. Um, and the chestnuts have just continued and have been in at least five movies now. And I'm like, this will have to be added to everyone's drinking game <laughs> because clearly chestnuts are here to stay on Hallmark. Boo chestnuts, <laughs> Boo, chestnuts says Julie. <laughs> That's hysterical. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of chestnuts either. But I, I did overall like this movie. I watched it twice. Um, that's how much I liked it. And I, I just like the, the different storylines that, uh, you know, intersected with each other. And I thought it was very, it was a very well-balanced film. And great acting, great writing. And uh, David Baldacci also was an executive producer on this film. So, you, you know, it was just high-quality production all around. All right. Anything else? No, I think, I think that's it. Okay. Of Christmas Train. Beautiful. Loved it. Great Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. The next Hall of Fame movie is The Beach House, which is coming in the spring. So check out that when it airs. All right, let's talk about Switch for Christmas. A lot of Candace Candon Beret. <laughs> Your thoughts? So, so much Candace. They so are trying Candace. to get us ready for Full House. Coming to Hallmark in January, if you didn't know. Um I just have to point out, I, all I'm really doing, it, it appears in this episode, is comparing Hallmark things to one another. But <laughs> did anyone fun. else remember in A Christmas Detour when Candace Cameron Bray's character is on the plane with her big dream board and she writes for a bridal magazine and mm-hmm. she can't fit the dream board and it's her carry-on and it's a huge to-do? Well, one of the Candaces in this movie had a dream board and I was like, what is it with them giving Candace Cameron Bray the dream board? But I I, I liked this movie. This was a great, um, I don't know, this was a great, like, family movie, not too serious, but also Mm -hmm. not too heavy on the romance either. Like, this would definitely be one to watch with the kids who may not be into the the drama or the romance as much, because it was just a fun family movie. Although it did have a lot of kissing. I did, I do point out, it had so much kissing. It had early kisses, too, within, like, there there was still, like, another half an hour, 45 minutes left to go of the movie. I was like, oh, we already got a kiss. There you go. Uh. Overall, it was fun. It was light. It was nice to see Natasha Beret also in this film, which uh, her real 
uh, her real daughter. daughter in this. Um, I liked the... The kids were a big surprise to me because the way that they established the kids and set them up, it was like, okay, they're not likable. They're not going to be, like, really big in this movie. But they they were in on the storyline, too, and it, which got them involved. And I'm glad she taught some obedience and discipline within these children. Um, it's like, do laundry, do folding, you know. You can pour your own glass of darn milk, you know, stuff like that. That really bothered me. I was like, oh, millennials. millennials. Well, I have but. to say about this movie, don't you think that, um, well, A, I wasn't expecting the kids to know. Yeah, I liked that they knew that. Right. I liked that the kids knew. I liked that the dad knew and was like, obviously, I'm going to recognize my daughters. Yeah. Um, but also, the reveals of this movie did not upset the men. Like I thought they would. Right. The unconventional reveals of the identities. Um, what were your thoughts? Of- well, we had just watched The Mistletoe Inn. Yes. And yeah. in The Mistletoe Inn, the reveal went over very, very badly. Um, so I, I actually, I kind of thought it was nice that they realized these girls are not trying to mess with us. Mm-hmm. They didn't do it maliciously. I, you know, they were almost too understanding maybe for realism, but I liked it. Yeah, I mean, it was fun. I, I, I was a fan of both of these guys. Uh, we had Greg and, and Tom Kinder. Uh, I didn't, admittedly, I thought Greg had better personality um, and was, a, I think, was a better setup character. He was than warmer Tom was, than yes. Tom, for sure. Yeah, uh, Greg was definitely a warmer character, and I, I took a liking to Greg more than Tom. But uh, I liked both of them because they were both good guys. Um, you know, they they were just good, genuine guys, which is, you know, great for Hallmark. Yeah. yeah that that formula works with the men. Uh, this movie was filmed in Salt Lake City, Utah, and, like, uh, other, you know, Salt Lake Fairgrounds back in September to October. It only took them 17 days to film, and which is funny because uh, we had... Um, Lots we, of film for Candace. We had Candace. a lot of pictures of Candace's Instagram. I was following her, of course. I follow her. But that day she, she was posting a lot of things. It was pretty neat. Um, so it's just crazy that the fast turnaround that uh, you know Hallmark has. And I believe that we actually do have one of one or two of her back behind-the-scenes videos on her Insta stories that right, day. a lot of people to make a movie. Here is some of our crew, our fabulous director. And uh, there's a whole lot of people out in that hallway for <laughs> getting this together. See, it's, you know, it takes a village to, to make a movie. You saw this scene only has literally one person in it, but there's like 30 people working mm-hmm. hard. And, uh, you know, I, re- I really enjoyed the production aspect. So I took a, um, I, I enjoyed that side of the filmmaking uh, of this of this film. So let's move on to A Joyous Christmas. Thoughts of this one. <laughs> You know, it was more ho- serious. It was ho- it was more serious, but a comedy kind of at the start, and in the- it was hilarious to watch because you know, obviously, I'm a life coach. I s- do speaking, and I get the bad aspects that they're kind of trying to mock or like, mm-hmm. you know, throw shade on a little bit, um, which I totally get. And I thought it was a nice journey to watch her go on of like. That, that I think everybody who's a leader should consider is, like, she really wanted to use her platform for good. And am I really helping? What an important question if you're going to say that you're in that kind of work uh, to make sure that you are really helping. So this movie, well, this movie overall had turns I didn't expect. 
Um, like, if it was on Hallmark Channel, it would have just played out with her and the guy planning the event. But because it's movies and mysteries, we have a near car accident. Then we have Joy. We have the criminal record, which was an interesting element to be entered into it. We have the line. son, the adoption, the reveal of that. So very movies and mysteries and quite a fun unexpected ride to stay on i enjoyed this film i um i i was texting you because we were actually both watching it at, at the, the same, same time, time different places this time but we were both watching it simultaneously and i like this film because there, i think there was a lot of good strong moments and bonnie Medea is fantastic i love her if you guys ever seen parenthood or if you haven't seen parenthood go watch it, watch she, it. she plays the mother of the the whole crazy barryman family and uh she's just phenomenal how she didn't get nominated for an emmy but i digress um fantastic she she's so i was already a fan of her being in this film and she needs more hallmark movies uh but i liked her moment when she revealed her storyline um why she stole um, money when she was younger and she had a very serious story which i think is also very um believable where she was providing for her baby and couldn't keep up and she had to give up for adoption because that, that happens a lot and um but she she just wanted to provide a better future for for this baby that she couldn't provide for and i i think her telling it it was just great acting great writing and it um not once did it ever feel um unauthentic and and there really was a lot going on because I was just sitting here going through my notes of the movie. We haven't even talked about her storyline with her brother David and reconciling. Yes, there were what so you, many things going on. Let's talk about David, the estranged brother David. Um, the that actor has been in a lot of Hallmark movies a lot. too. Um, he he's based up in Canada. Um, what did you think of the the slow warming ups to the brother and like rekindling that old relationship? Well, I thought it was beautiful, and I thought even though there were multiple storylines, they did all go together because they were all about her opening up her heart to do something new with her events, you know, to get the woman at the store the tickets. Um, in all ways, it was about her opening up her heart. So they did all go together. And I always love when families reconcile at Christmas. I mean, that's very, you know, quintessential Hallmark. Yeah, it's a, and that's just... Hallmark in and of itself. Um, I liked it. I thought it was well done. Um, the, I feel like this whole movie was more family related. Um, the story was your family. Well, because we we like that male lead in Christmas in Homestead. Yes, Michael Rady. He's great. He played Jack. And I came in and I said to you today. Honestly, I didn't like him as a in ro- you know in a romantic way in this movie quite as much as in Christmas in Homestead. Mm. What? Well, why do you think that? Like, probably because this was less romance focused. Yeah, it was <laughs> probably because there was heavy. less chemistry. It was drama heavy, and we just had so many things that had to happen besides the yeah. romance. What did you think of this whole uh, Rachel Kennedy and her book and her whole motivational speaking tour event that she was doing, coming back to her, her hometown? Well. <laughs> I will say it did get so over the top Christmas pageant that I was like, but what is she speaking about? <laughs> like, I'm glad there's a choir singing Silent Night. Um, but, you know, but I get it. And I get the journey she was on. And I thought it was beautiful in how many ways she opened up her heart. So great movie. Definitely going to watch again. I, you know, I liked it. And there was a good message, especially during the moment where uh, Joy saved uh, saved Rachel, and she had one of the best lines, like, uh, do something, uh, help, well, how, the way you can help is help someone else. Um, who, and who her that? oxygen mask line was food for thought. 
Yes. It's, that's actually something that we say in our own AfterBuzz seminars. Like, you can't help others until you help yourself first. And we use the actual oxygen mask. The oxygen mask as a thing. And she, ma- it's yeah, true. and she makes a like, good point about sometimes it. Sometimes in situations, you have to be self. I don't want to say selfish, but like you have to think about yourself first before you can do something else for someone else. Um, I liked it. So my movie suggestion, another serious, but one of my all-time favorite films of all freaking time. Pay it forward because it has the exact same message. Um, don't like, don't help, uh, like, don't give back. In in is in a sense, like, uh, if. You, the way that you can help is also paying it forward is like doing something good for someone else not paying mm-hmm. back but paying it forward um amazing 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 film i literally can quote that whole film uh so good i did enjoy joyous christmas i love my favorite part was when they were singing on the piano and yes. I was like, he has a great singing voice. And Trish is right. The, the movies and mysteries ones, the drama ones, have been very strong this year. Yes. All right. So let's get to Finding Santa. And we have special guest Julie Schumann-Wolf, who will be joining us. Your thoughts about that one while we wait for her. While we wait for Julie. Um, I loved Finding Santa. It was such a good movie. As I, this is the same thing I told Julie when we were talking about Marry Me at Christmas. Is Thank you for making it easy for us to do an interview and talk about these movies because they actually are good. Yes. Um, <laughs> hi, Julie. Hi, Julie. I just hear you say you like the movie. That makes me happy. We, I, well, I love this movie. Yes, well, you I, must be saying that because I'm on your show, though. No, 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 no. I loved this movie. <laughs> I'm so glad. I, re- I really, really enjoyed it. I told Marissa today, I said, it had so many swoon-worthy moments in it, which I love. I, and you were so right about Eric. Oh, my gosh. What a lead. Right? He's, I, he's just, yeah. <laughs> he's amazing. Yeah, he's very, he's very, um, I liked him even more when he was letting himself be funny. Um I thought he was just even more attractive when he finally kind of lightened right. up a little bit. Well, the thing about it is, I know him from a movie in last decade where he played this like very boring, overly clean-cut guy. So it was nice to see him in this role because he was still attractive in the old movie, but not like charming and genuine and <laughs> whatever like he was in this movie. Right, exactly. I thought Jody was great. I thought I, you she know. was yeah. I thought she was she, fantastic, and this is her first film for for Hallmark. Yeah, I mean they had you know I guess Kimmy Gibbler's next <laughs> for, <laughs> oh. for Hallmark movies, but she I thought she did a great job. She found all the comedy and is exactly how I pictured it in my head. Um, I, we were I was really happy. I was watching the dailies on this one and just just couldn't. I was really really happy from what I saw, and then when it all came together. Um, I got to watch an early cut where it's, it's always strange to watch an early cut without the music mm-hmm. and yeah. it's paced a little different and it feels, you know, it's not quite, it's not quite gelled together. Um, and I still liked it even then. So I'm happy. I'm happy with it. Right. Sure. The, the last time we talked to you, you had just watched uh, a version, a cut of, of this film, but now seeing the full thing in its entirety, all completed, uh, what were your thoughts of this one? Did it turn out exactly how, or, or like as much as you, as, and as well as you thought it would be? Yeah, I, it did. It actually did. I, I the casting was phenomenal in this one to me and now now you guys know what i was talking about clint right clint, yeah yes <laughs> this guy <laughs> that's like he just he was amazing i sort of just want to do a, a movie about clint but it'll, it'll never happen but like that character just cracked me up and and even the the casting of tom the the original santa 
was great. Just everybody. And then, and then her best friend was super cute. She was adorable. Yeah. I, I mean, I loved all the characters in the sense. Clint is even someone Cl- I went to college Clint. with. Not literally the actor. I just mean so real, so believable. Like, we all went to college with a Clint. I actually dated a Clint. Oh, no. Oh, so, even worse. You know, it's always nice to sort of, you know, release, release these things. Right. It's cathartic. <laughs> Well, and we knew from talking to you last time that you like putting the comedy in romantic comedies. And I think that was certainly true. I thought her rideshare plan was hilarious. Where or whatever the word they called the Uber app, where she I think they said Uber, right? They said Uber. They actually did. It's sort of free publicity for Uber. For Uber. Right. But her plan of she's just gonna stand out there and order an Uber and now he's stuck. I thought that was hysterical (laughs) and genius. Thank you. Thank you. My favorite scene between the two actually was the fighting over the um, the radio. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was great. And that was the case in point. The comedy moments were all over this movie like that. Oh, thanks. Thanks. I, I, I'm, you know, that it's funny because a first draft is sort of just, you know, we call it the barf draft, if you really want to know, <laughs> um, or the vomit draft is would you just going, getting the story out there. So you right. know, it all fits and you know, it all makes sense. And so my favorite part is not that part, obviously no one likes to barf, <laughs> but, um, I, I really like putting, that's where the, all that little comedy stuff comes in, like the second or third draft where you really start to kind of feel who the people are. Um, originally this idea was just Hallmark saying, um, uh, we need kind of a road trippy Christmas movie. That's it. That's what, that was the directive, okay. sort of a road trip. That was it. Mm. So like planes, trains, and automobiles, but yeah, but actually, bad. once once I turned in the first draft, there was too much road trip. Uh-huh. So that's actually what you saw is more of a scaled down road trip. We, we put a lot more kind of in this in the towns instead of in the car because everybody realized after the first draft that it's almost impossible to shoot that much um, on the road yeah. in that little time. I think they had fifteen days to shoot it. Wow. Mm. Yeah, and this movie filmed uh so I actually have two questions. Um right. this this movie filmed not that long ago. It was only like a month no. ago. Seriously, no. I w- they, they were still filming while I was going to Vancouver for mm-hmm. HFR. So it, it's not that long ago. So that was such a quick turnaround. Um It was great. I'm sure I, I give all the credit to David winning the director and the editors and everybody else in production because to turn it around that fast and to have it turn out well is a miracle. It really was amazing what they did yeah hallmark is really hallmark is great as that so with the quick turnaround how long ago did you actually write this well it started i think i started writing it um i want to say in the spring um but you know basically things get put on the back burner everything sort of you know i had a summer movie so that kind of went to the front of my list of things to work on because that was being shot and green lit and so Finally, eventually, everybody got into Christmas movie mode at the end of the summer, and that's when all the kind of the, you know, the real nitty gritty writing happened to make sure it was greenlit and ready for production, and you know, it needed to be in in the right form by a certain day, or it just wasn't going to happen. So, right. um, you know, it gets a little intense at the end when you're trying to get something ready for production, but that's sort of the that's the nature of the beast. It's crunch time, crunch time. Yeah. Um, what were your reactions when you first found out that Jodie Sweetin was casted in, in your film? I was, I was very excited because I knew that it automatically would uh, bring a lot more viewers to Hallmark or to, 
the Christmas movies that may not have tuned in and just because already Candace is there and Lori and everybody else, I thought it just seemed like a great natural fit for Hallmark. So I was, I was very happy to have her there. It was great. I have a question. Did okay. you research Santa schools? Are they a thing? How many are there? Yes. And you know what? I talked to a very nice gentleman named Tom Valent. So I named the character Tom after him and he owned a Santa school in Michigan and we just chit-chatted a little bit. And, and what I really got from him was that how seriously they take this role and, and what they do and how it, it, is, it is heartfelt and real for these, for these guys representing the real Santa. Mm-hmm. And they take it as seriously as, any, as anybody takes any – like a job. You know, it's just like the joy that they feel is, re- is real for them. And I just thought I could really hear that coming from him. And I wanted to express that in the movie for something that Ben hadn't yet found out and that he got a taste of at the house with the kids um, when he decided to come through and, and be Santa the first time. Um, but this man, did, Tom, did own, a, did own a Santa school in Michigan. Yeah. That's that's so cool because it is kind of an art form. You can't just, like, dress up. You actually have to be the part. You do, and and if you know that was sort of the point of the auditions is that you know you just know it when you see it if someone can represent the real Santa or not, right? You know. Well, you know what it reminded me of is how people who do characters at Disney parks they Mm -hmm. it is very there's only one everything only one Rapunzel etc. and it's real and the spreading of joy to people is a very real thing and I like. A, that's just unique for Hallmark. We've had movies with Santa Claus, Annie Claus, Santa Claus's son. But the Santa yeah. School thing, to my knowledge, is very new for Hallmark. Also, though, it didn't come across as, like, cheesy. It did come across as a very genuine, they really do take this seriously thing. And I I liked it. It was Always so unique. Always stay in character when you're in the yes. suits. Right. Don't like be that's watching the game. Disney. That's also true for the Disney characters. Exactly. Oh, Rapunzel's man. not going to be watching the pregame. <laughs> Right. Like Clint. He just wanted to watch his football game. Uh, there was some stuff that got cut from Clint that was really, probably a little too body for Hallmark. Of him kind of hitting on here? chicks at the ugly sweater party. Just oh. Ooh. I wish we had that footage. That's fine. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do too. It's him just kind of going, you know, I'm Santa, right? You know, that kind of stuff. But just really funny. Really cute. <laughs> the, the other thing that got cut that I'm sad about, which is, I, it was a totally legit cut because it didn't really matter. But <laughs> I made up a, I made up a Christmas food, a Christmas snack, and it was Christmas dinner on a stick. And it was going to be, and I was just excited to see them make it. I think they actually did make it, but it got cut, which would be like uh, a roast beef and a little potato and some, like a, like a little fruit and then a piece of pumpkin pie and some whipped cream on a skewer. Really? Like a shit <laughs> That's, that's an interesting so mix. Like fair food. <laughs> yeah, that's a very right. interesting mix of food. Oh, and a biscuit. A biscuit. God, don't let me forget the biscuit. So <laughs> I feel like that is maybe like my second career. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy a food truck and drive around selling Christmas dinner on a stick. Hey, that would be successful. If I'm this sure. whole Hallmark thing doesn't pan out. Oh, I'm sure it's panning. It's panning <laughs> out for you quite well because your movies are uh, phenomenal. Um, oh, actually, Stacy Matthews asked a good question in the live chat. Um, you mentioned that uh, there was moments where you actually had to move the like take scenes away out of the car. 
and mm-hmm. and into the town like uh, w- what kind of storylines was there there anything like originally in the the card that was actually now in you know there was at one point well the story the story was always the same and it was there was at one point and we went through a few permuta- permutations of this but i think at one point they were actually in new york city and she was going to see Christmas sort of in New York for the first time because she's been sort of stuck in her... Because it was a road trip. Yeah. So she was actually in New York City, and he took her up to a rooftop, uh, like the department store where he was buddies with the department store Santa, who was in his school with him, and got, you know, secret entrance and took her to the top <laughs> of the building. So there's all this stuff. All, you know, it didn't... Ultimately, you know it didn't really service their, the story about the town and the parade and all that. So we just really wanted to get it back to the town. Um, but at some point there was a New York city scene and I was trying to sort of use the map and go up, you know, go from Boston all the way down okay. and hit all the, all the places. And then the original ten, I think I had it in uh, maybe Virginia first. So it was going to go like Boston, um, Boston, Connecticut, New York, and then Virginia. That's what I was going to do. But that's definitely a road trip then. <laughs> yeah, but then again, it's, honestly, it's like impossible. It was impossible to film that much. Can we you know, talk about the maybe. home that they went to? I wrote down immediately, this is one of the most stunning homes I've ever seen in a Hallmark movie. I don't know whose house that was, but, you know. But gorgeous. it was so cozy gorgeous. at night with the fire. It was so beautiful in the daytime. <laughs> I was like, this is my new Hallmark dream home for the winter. It looked amazing. And I don't think, I mean, just the snow falling outside, it just looks so, so, so good. You know, I moved to Connecticut to have that, you know, that moment of like yes. looking out my window and having snow fall outside. It has yet to happen. Oh, you but didn't get that at Thanksgiving? <laughs> I was on a, I was on a cruise at Thanksgiving. <laughs> <Good for laughs> I was there. Good for you. So I, I uh, no, I did not get the snow, but um, this morning we saw three flurries, and I was very excited. I mean, li- like really, really excited about three, <laughs> three, three little tiny flakes of snow. Well, but you're getting happen. there. You're you're definitely getting there. Um, one one of my favorite things in this film, you had this whole story about you know chasing your dreams or, or putting more so putting your your dreams on the back burner to do other things to make other people happy, but not focusing on yourself. And like it's not too late to chase your dreams. Um, uh, what what were your thoughts of like writing the storyline and you know, like getting that message out there? Because I think that's very important and relatable for a lot of people. Um, but I always say a lot of people ask if, you know, it's too late to become a writer or anything. And it's, I say, well, I'll, if you sit down and you write something and you work on it and you finish it, then you're a writer, whether or not it gets on television or gets published, that doesn't matter. But if that's something that you have felt like, you know, you're, you, you've wanted to pursue, but never did, then there shouldn't be, you know, nothing can stop you from doing that. So I always feel like, you know, a lot of people come to like Hollywood and decide that they're going to be writers, but don't actually sit, don't like really have the wherewithal to sit down and and do it. Mm -hmm. But I always, I honestly think if you're willing to sort of work, you can still do anything. It doesn't matter how late you start. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, I, I encourage everybody, even if they're, if they think they're too old or whatever, I mean, there's just, there's always look how much, there's there's always room for more if if you're talented at something and it doesn't matter how late you start. Right. This is like I I thought it was such a great message to put out there in the world because I think a lot of people 
um, don't realize it until someone else tells them, and that's what the friend right. did, and um, and that's what and and I'm sorry, I'm completely blanking. It. That's what Ben did, you know. You, right. Um, he they it helps when other like that third party tells you it makes you realize and i think that was very well done in this and thank you and then ben you know the the children's book thing is a little bit about my real life my husband um wrote a children's book you know and and it just it only got published a couple of years ago and he's been taught you know wanting to write and be a professional writer for a long time and then this this children's book happened because he found the right the right thing to write about and that's what i was trying to get across you know with ben too it's you know um, he needed the theme. Wait, what was that? He needed the theme, the like yeah, subject. He needed to know, like he needed somebody to help him guide, which you know what he what he was really going to be good at, and so that when the t- the opportunity presented itself, you, he was ready, and that was her. I do yeah, have to say, it. Julie, you booed the chestnuts earlier in the chat, but <laughs> I had my chestnut alert on your movie as well. So please explain <laughs> the chestnuts that you booed. I just. I, I did put that in the movie. I just tend to put things that I feel personally sometimes in movies for no reason. Case in point, like my love for ranch dressing makes it in a lot of right. movies. Yes. I just really like it. Um, but I just, we were in New York and I was really, really excited. It was my first time in New York as an adult a few you know years ago. And I was super excited about chestnuts and I just thought they were the most vile thing ever. And I just, it kind of ruined like that song for me, <laughs> like everything about it. But I don't know, I, maybe I should try them again. But that's, that's a you know <laughs> your your taste buds change every seven years so that's right it that's might true. it might be time for you to try it again maybe i'll try chestnuts and i'll try curry uh, and we'll like, try like christmas curry. dinner on a stick which people are requesting their recipe for <laughs> yes what what about the eggnog there was a famous recipe eggnog in in this this film yes did you guys see uh, so my husband actually decided to go on google and see what would happen and it did autocomplete after the movie aired. Really? Because so many people searched for it. What a testament to how many people are watching Finding Santa. (laughs) Even though it's not real. That's awesome. Isn't that funny? So they're not going to find a recipe. How sad. They're not going to find the secret (laughs) spices. No. The Long family... Okay, so I have a lot of... uh, friends' names in this one, as you know, but the Long, the Long family is my best friend's uh, maiden name and like kind of my second mother. And then Barbado is the grandmother at the beginning, and then Grace and Caroline are my friend's kids. So the Long family was just a shout-out to my friends, so I'm sorry there is no Long family uh, <laughs> secret eggnog recipe. My secret eggnog recipe is going to the grocery store and buying a jug of eggnog. Yes, in, in the carton. That's it. Yeah. Yep. That's it. I'm the, I'm, I'm the exact yeah. same. Also, that goes with my other question. How's that Marissa character coming along? How's the what? How's that Marissa character coming along? Oh, my gosh. Wait, didn't I send it to you? Yeah, I think yeah I, you I, said I, you, we agreed last, last time you were I know, on that you were going to write a Marissa character. I sent you a little piece of dialogue with your name. It's, it's real. It's happening. Yes. It's in, and, so is, and so is Steven, by the way. It's yes. in there. I can't tell you in what. I cannot tell you what. It's but something. Okay. Okay. It's in something. So, there. so you do have movies in the works, but you can't tell us yet. Yes, I my what I've been doing is giving very vague descriptions, like um, Italy, beef, <laughs> <laughs> high school, and weddings. How's that for? That's super vague. I okay. know, but I'll, I don't want to get. I don't want to get in trouble. That's great. I'm I'm great at mystery, so I could probably put this together. Um, <laughs> it's a hallmark mystery there, of our own. <laughs> yes, it's uh, it's, it's all in one movie. Actually, high school beef, 
Italy. No, I'm kidding. It's oh, okay, great. So, because you can't talk about the movies, can you tell us what time of the year they're coming out? Or like the um, season? We're we trying to, to get, we're waiting to hear if we're greenlit on when to shoot um, at the beginning of the year. And there's one that's, um, you know, what happens is you write something. Let's say I just wrote something that had a like a spring theme to it, which is fine. But then if it ends up getting moved to summer, I just go through it and change it to summer. Um, you know, some some movies you can do that too, and some you can't. Obviously, you can't you can't change a Christmas movie really to anything else. But um, so we're looking at like a spring one and a fall one and a Christmas one and one for next year too. I think. Awesome. Yeah. So you're a busy woman. Very busy, happy, and as can be to be busy. That's that. I mean, this is so great. I really did enjoy this film. I think the writing was yeah. authentic. the The relationships and the messages were um, very believable and relatable. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, I thought this was a very great film. Thanks. Yeah, it. It, it was my birthday movie <laughs> by accident because my birthday was on Black Friday, so I couldn't have asked for a better birthday movie. Oh my gosh, that's what I was hoping. Everybody would get t- really tired after shopping and then settle in to watch. To watch it, yeah. I think I, heard, I think from what I've heard, the ratings were pretty good for Friday, especially. So I, I look for. I think they're coming out tomorrow, so we'll see. Uh, we'll yeah. see the official word, but I think it did okay. I think it did pretty well. Yeah. Nope. Um, so. I'm, I'm sure you did. I mean, you also had Jody Sweet and, and Candace introduce the movie. So and everyone's and, Googling that eggnog. They, so. they have a following. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should just do a fake page like they do on um, other shows where they just have an entire, like, ready-to-go web page. I totally should have done that. Man. Shoot. That's for your next film. I, got, I need some more. I need, like, a PR. It could have redirected <laughs> to buy other movies Julie has written on DVD here. That's, uh, yeah. See? There you go. We, we have so much for you. All right. Well, thank you so much for <laughs> joining us once thank again. Thank you having me again. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Uh, like, we'll just have you on for all your movies that come out. So, seriously, I'm looking forward that, to every single one. That would be great. Eventually, well, I'll be out there for TCAs in January, so maybe like, we'll see yeah. you in person. Yeah, we should meet up, have dinner. We're, we're making this a thing, you guys. Absolutely. <laughs> this is yes. live. All right. It'll be fun. Yeah. Thank you so much, Julie. Okay. I hope you had a good, thank great you. Thanksgiving and a great I Christmas. Well, well, I'm sure Christmas we'll definitely Christmas. be talking soon. And uh, yes. thanks so much for joining us and for the great Finding Santa movie. Thank you. Bye. Right, bye. All right. Awesome. I really did enjoy this film. I watched it twice. I, it's just like good humor, good writing, good acting, balanced throughout. All right. So. That's we, we talk about six films. Look at that. Woo! And next week we we do have to wrap, but we're like really quickly we'll just talk about our upcoming movies because we gotta go. Let's uh so our first movie upcoming we have Christmas in Evergreen that uh, stars Ashley Williams, Teddy Sears, and Barbara Niven, our good friend. Uh, that airs Saturday, December second at five p.m. Pacific Standard Time, eight p.m. Eastern. I should have prefaced like early before we even started doing all these that I have the East Coast feed so I put East Coast time for for all these movies so obviously you guys have to check your local providers for when they air in your area um, so I always put 5pm Pacific Standard Time 
All right. Our second one. <laughs> the is, only one watching it at 5 yeah, p.m. Pacific. I am. Um, our second film we have is Christmas and Angels Falls. That's on Movies and Mysteries, starring Paul Green. Love him. Rachel Boston. Love her. And Bo Bridges. Everyone loves him. Uh, that's Saturday, December 2nd at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern. And then our third one is Christmas at Holly Lodge, starring Allison Sweeney. Jordan Bridges, Cheryl Lee Ralph, that airs Sunday, December 3rd at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern. And finally, we have Magical Christmas Ornaments that's on Movies and Mysteries, starring Jessica Lowndes, and our awesome Brendan Penny from Chesapeake That's Sunday, December 3rd at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern. Whoo, great show, everybody. A lot to talk about. We got to get out of here. In the meantime, where can everyone follow you? Stefan? Yes, uh, Dr. Lovegrove on Twitter and Instagram. Come say hi. Come talk Christmas movies. Yes, and thank you, everyone, for following and watching. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Serafini TV. Follow everyone uh, at AfterBuzz TV, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all those fun social media platforms. Follow Jerry Schumann Wolf at Sherm Wolf on Twitter and Facebook. She's everywhere. She's awesome. And she has a lot more movies coming in the future. And so do we. And a Marissa and a Stefan that we'll talk <laughs> yes! about in the future. I'm excited for that too. Thanks everyone for tuning in and we will see you next time. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. It's the sturdy kind. The music expressed herein are those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas.